So that's the hot mess gut. You're barely surviving. You have these symptoms. The gut is taking over your life. Your chronic gut symptoms are taking over your social life, your career, your self-confidence, your impact, your ability to impact others in this world, your gifts that you've been given. It's taking over everything. Think about it. Think about what it's costing you for a minute. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Nourished and Thriving Show. I'm your host, Katie Lovett. I'm a registered dietitian on a mission to help you increase your impact and legacy on the world while healing your gut and reducing your IBS symptoms. I'm so grateful to have you here. Each week, I'll inspire you to live vibrantly and provide valuable resources and information that empowers you to take bold action towards your health goals. Before we dive in, make sure you follow or subscribe to my show wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Ready? Let's go. Okay, so we're in part one of this series that we're doing where I'm taking you all the six stages of gut rehab. And so I did an overview of those in the last episode where I told you about why this series and why these stages are so important to understand where you're at, what's around you, like where you can move forward to or where you can fall back to. So if you haven't listened to that introductory episode, make sure you go check it out. It's just the the episode right before this. So today we're going to be talking about the hot mess gut. Okay. This is the very first stage of gut rehab. And it's where a lot of people are really suffering the most physically, In this stage of the hot mess gut, you just feel it, right? You are just kind of getting by and surviving your days each day. You may not even really be able to see beyond your symptoms. And I pointed this out yesterday in the introduction, but the gut is the identifier. You're not a person whose gut is a hot mess, like you are the hot mess gut because this gut and these IBS symptoms and gut symptoms have completely taken over your life, right? In every aspect. So a few really clear signs of a hot mess gut are things like knowing where every bathroom is anywhere you go, because the need to go to the bathroom quickly and urgently could strike at any point, right? So you're always kind of like scoping out Where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? I do that some with my young children, right? Who are potty training or recently potty trained where they have this urgency, right? Where they're learning their bodies and they're like, I need to go now. And so you're like, we have a car potty. We know where the bathroom is here. We're going to this place that has a decent bathroom or we'll choose to go to this park because the bathroom is better than this other park um, or closer by. If you have a hot mess gut and you have a hard time with urgency or diarrhea, you almost revert back to this stage where you need a bathroom close all the time. Okay. Um, Another one is maybe feeling afraid to eat at restaurants with friends or family because you don't really know what you might be able to eat or not eat that's safe. You're kind of having this like subconscious level of anxiety and suffering as you're going into the restaurant. Um, For some of you, it may just not even be worth it to go because it's just so stressful that, and you can't control what's being made. You can't control, maybe they accidentally put something in, or there's something in the dish that you didn't realize that can trigger your symptoms. So a lot of, I see a lot of that going on with you to the point where you either don't go 
or you're just going to take your own food with you. And I've worked with a lot of people who've had to do this, right? Where they're going out to a restaurant to celebrate a loved one's birthday and they're having to bring their own food in with them because they want to participate in the socialization and the activity, but they're too fearful of the food to be able to eat it and enjoy the whole experience, right? You may have a loss of sense of adventure or be afraid to travel. I have a client who I worked with in the past who you know, she was able to get better. And I'm going to start with the beginning, but her sister lived out of state and she had such fear that her symptoms would flare on the airplane when the fastened seatbelt sign was on that she was not able to fly to see her sister. She drove to the airport. She checked in. She was sitting at the gate about to board and couldn't do it. And she had to leave the airport and wasn't able to go visit her sister at the end of our work together, a couple months passed. And I actually got an email from her saying that she had just gotten back from a wonderful trip to see her sister. And that was just like icing on the cake, afraid to travel where you maybe really want to on some level, but are just scared or you used to enjoy traveling and seeing new places. And you just want to stay safe and live small in your bubble and be kept safe now. Maybe you're afraid to take on new responsibilities at work because you're so bloated and tired and have such brain fog all the time. You're afraid you'll mess up or you're afraid they'll drain you too much to where you're not able to function, you know, for the rest of the day type of thing it'll take too much out of you. So you don't want to go for that promotion. You don't want to take on responsibilities at work. And honestly, you're not able to really even give your best effort. And that's hard, right? Like we want to be people who are able to put our best foot forward and be, have an impact on society. We want to have a positive impact and influence and do our best and contribute and make the world a better place through our work or through giving back or through traveling and enjoying these beautiful sites. And I think that's one of the biggest, but quietest ways that I see chronic gut symptoms sucking the lives out of people is by this fear of adventure, fear of taking anything on that feels too big, anything that's exciting, right. And just forcing you to stay quiet. So if you're resonating with that on a really deep level, you may be at this hot mess gut level, a few other ones. And then we're going to go into a little bit more about it and what you can do about it. But I really want to make sure that everyone who has this hot mess gut, who's at this stage is able to identify. We've talked a lot about some of the urgency piece. There's also this piece where you're stuck in this constipation laxative cycle where I don't even need to explain this, right? If you've been there, you know what this is. You know, you get really constipated until you, you know, finally give in and take laxatives and then you're on the toilet for the next day or two. And then you get constipated and the cycle just repeats itself over and over again. You, it's just like you're stuck and you don't know what else to do. Feeling like your body hates you or has rebelled against you. I've heard that a lot before where my body just hates me. If you have a constantly bloated stomach, you're having to wear a second pair of pants in the evening, right? Or like unbutton your pants at the end of the day because they're just cutting into your belly. Endless doctor visits with no answers saying, well, we can't find anything wrong. You should be normal. It's all in your head. You're exaggerating. We don't know what to do to help you. Maybe try and take this medicine and see if maybe it'll help. And the medication ends up making you feel worse, or maybe it does reduce your symptoms, but not to the extent that you would hope, or it may cause other side effects. And then this next one, this next sign of a hot mess guy is something that's really heavy for people too. 
where it's feeling like a burden to your loved ones because of your gut issues. Oh, I hate that for people whenever they feel like that, because you lose sight of the wonderful blessing that you are and you lose sight of the wonderful light and gifts and abilities that you have to share with this world because you're not feeling well. And you're just so focused inward on these gut issues that are sucking the life out of you. And instead of seeing yourself as this amazing blessing and gift to other people, you just feel like a burden. And if there's a worse way to feel in this world chronically, I'm not sure of it. Like, I'm not sure of a worse way to show up and to feel is to feel unvalued and worthy, like a burden to others. And then any progress that you make in this hot mess gut phase is short-lived. Typically, you know, maybe it'll work for a little bit and then it stops working or maybe it doesn't work at all. Or, you know, like I said, a minute ago with medication, it brings about other symptoms or it doesn't fully work or fully help. And if this is you right now, if you're in this hot mess gut space, I just want to say, I'm really sorry that you're feeling this way. And it's not your fault and that there is hope because sometimes it's so easy to lose sight of that hope whenever it feels like the odds are stacked against you, whenever it feels like you've tried all the things and you've come up empty handed and you're just left feeling like you, um, I have now invested all of this time and energy and resources into something that didn't work. And you were feeling like a burden before, and now you feel like an even bigger burden because now, instead of just being at this baseline of miserable with symptoms, you've now pulled resources from your family. Um, and it didn't help. So I'm really sorry if you're here, but please don't give up hope. Okay. So we're going to talk through, you know, what you can do from here, right? You basically have three options. Whenever you have this hot mess gut, okay, you have three options forward because time keeps moving forward, whether we're able to or not, time keeps changing and moving on. So the first option is to do nothing. Okay. That is an option that you can choose. And I am giving you freedom and permission right now to choose that. If it's what you need to choose, you can accept things how they are. And let me tell you that at a certain point in your healing journey, acceptance becomes something that you have to do. Okay. It's something you have to do and you have to make peace with it. I'm not saying you have to accept your symptoms as being like this forever, but I'm saying getting a good look at how things are right now and not being afraid of them anymore and accepting that right now, this is how it is. Okay. And you're going to show up. Just by doing that, accepting it truly, it's going to improve the quality of your life and your perspective. And instead of being afraid of your symptoms or regretting your symptoms or feeling embarrassed or ashamed of your symptoms, right? If you can accept how things are right now, that's okay. Even if you don't take action to try and make it better. Um, some of the reasons you may do this, and this may be the action that you take right now is you don't know what to do. You don't know how to move forward. Like I said, maybe you've tried some things before and weren't able to get help or support that you needed or that worked. Okay. And maybe your symptoms or other life circumstances combined with your symptoms are so big and overwhelming that right now you're just surviving. 
right? And you're getting through the day and that's all you can do. And that's okay. You can choose in that moment to not do anything to push yourself towards something bigger or growth, right? That's okay. And the third reason that you may not do anything with your hot mess gut is it's not really bothering you that much. If your symptoms aren't costing you enough right now, you're not going to be that motivated to change. It's just like a diet for weight loss. You go and you're going to lose 30 pounds and you lose 10, a third of the way there and your pants feel better and you're not as uncomfortable as you were and you're, you quit, you're done. It wasn't, it's not as painful anymore. You've removed some of the pressure of that pain. The same can be true with your gut symptoms. If it's not costing you that much or bothering you that much right now, you may not be motivated to do anything. And that's okay if you truly are happy with that. My concern with that is that things continue to get worse. And then you're in this place where you're more miserable versus if you had just taken action earlier, you could have avoided some misery. But some people need to learn from doing, and that's okay too. I'm married to somebody like that. And my beautiful middle child is like that too. Um, so those are the the reasons that you would possibly not do anything. And I've just given you permission to do nothing if that's what you want to do. But at some point, I really hope that for you and for the rest of the world who needs to see your gifts and what you have to bring to the world on full display, I hope that you're able to move into the next phase of gut rehab, which we're going to talk about on the next episode. And for right now, I'm going to talk about how you're able to start moving into that stage. Okay. So first of all, you need to ask the question, what next, what needs to change? And it can get a little bit tricky. So you have two options forward. So you have three options total of what you can do. The first one is to do nothing. So it's not really moving forward. The second option is the question that everybody asks. It's the question that everyone asks. Um, so much so that I built my entire platform on telling people not to ask it. <laughs> so you're going to guess right now that this is not maybe the way that I would recommend for it, but it is a way forward. And a lot of people get okay results doing this too. Um, but it's asking, what do I need to do to get better? What do I need to eat? What foods do I need to not eat or avoid? What supplements do I need to take? What kind of workout do I need to do? What do I need to do to heal my hot mess gut? And I said, this is the wrong question to ask. Okay. It is a very tempting question to ask because if you're ready for results, you're solution oriented and we are in the doing, taking action. I'm ready for it. Let's go. But the problem is they might do all of these things. You might start doing all of these things. And I hear it all the time, Katie, I'm doing all these elimination diets. I've taken all the supplements and nothing is working. I'm not better. Or people end up feeling so trapped in these really strict elimination diets that aren't intended to be used long-term. They're really intended to be short-term, but they, they're not able to get 
off of them and maintain results or the supplement protocol, you know, or regimen where you're having to take a whole bunch of supplements throughout the day. It's cutting into your life. Still, you're still not able to be free. And so these can be just as bad of a prison as these gut symptoms themselves were. Okay. So this is what I call the symptom silencing quest. It's never ending. It's never ending. It may start out with even trying to find the ever elusive root cause. Okay. So you chase down what you think is the root cause, but then your symptoms flare again, or they flare differently and it doesn't get resolved all the way. And so it quickly turns from searching for the root cause to having to do a whole bunch of things to manage a whole bunch of different symptoms. It's like little fires everywhere, right? Where you're like putting out all of these little fires everywhere instead of finding the true source of the fire. And it's because the, the phrase, the root cause, it sounds really simple. You just need to look at the root cause. Oh, just find the root cause. So easy. Let's go do it. The problem is it takes a really skilled practitioner with a lot of experience and training as well as a client, you, who has excellent knowledge of themselves. And those two come together and are in a wonderful partnership with each other. And they're able to communicate their findings and learnings along the way in order to ever have hope at finding the true root cause. Um, and, you know, part of the issue is too, sometimes the root cause is completely irrelevant, right? You realize, oh, you had a tummy bug, you know, three months before you started having this really awful bloating, that, that was the root cause. Okay, well, so, you know, don't eat fish from a salad bar anymore, <laughs> whatever it was <laughs> that gave you the tummy bug or food poisoning. But it doesn't actually do anything to help what, what's going on with your symptoms right now. Okay. Um, so, and a lot of practitioners just aren't able to do this. They don't have time. You know, most doctors are seeing 30 or 40 patients a day, 30 to 40 patients a day, each and every day. They're set up to fail, to have to have a really surface level conversations. And it's no wonder that the very best that they're able to offer you is a prescription for a medication that they've been told will help you. Right. They're seeing 40 people a day. It's insanity. He, these doctors in conventional medicine have to rely on these mass protocols because of the sheer numbers of people that they're seeing. So just to recap, because I know sometimes it's hard to follow on these podcasts where you have these bullet points that you're just having to listen to. <laughs> so the first option moving out of hot mess gut is to do nothing. And I went over the reasons why that might be a good, good choice for you right now gave you permission to do nothing right now, if that's the best option for you. The second option is the most common option, but it may not lend the best results because you may end up either on a symptom silencing quest where you're chasing multiple root causes and having a hard time figuring it out. And you're really relying on this practitioner's expertise and what you're reading and trying to piecemeal stuff together. And you're just like putting out these little fires, these little symptom fires everywhere. Or the third option is to ask really good questions and take a really holistic, integrative approach. Okay. So it's the body, it's the mind, it's the spirit. We have all of these different components as humans. And just like all of our different organ systems communicate and work with each other in harmony, 
our bodies, minds, and spirits are all one as well that communicate and interwork with each other as well. And when one is put off, the others are put off. Okay. So let's just talk about the mind for a moment. Okay. Stress is always talked about who isn't stressed. It's almost like this badge of honor or a trophy, like where we're competing to see who's the most overwhelmed, who's the most burned out, who's the most stressed out, who has way too many things on their plate. And it's not a good thing, right? It's not a good thing for us to have in our society, in our culture. It's been shown in research. Stress has been shown in research over and over and over again to harm, not just our gut health, but our overall health right? The gut and, and the gut impacts stress and anxiety levels as well. It can be this like negative feedback loop where your gut sends stress signals to your brain that sends stress signals to your gut, and it can repeat over and over and over again. But what if there's even more to it than that? What if the mind and the gut are even more interconnected than they are? Okay. And science has actually shown that as well, but I want to give you guys an example for a minute and, and help you think about something that I think everyone will understand. So just think about diets for a moment, any diet, weight loss diet typically comes to mind first because a lot of people are on them or have been on them at some point in their lives. You know, 95% of diets actually fail. And it's been talked about because maybe the diets are too rigid. Well, I don't know of a more rigid diet than an elimination diet for gut health, where you're having to be super strict and super intense about everything. Really difficult to stick to if you have family and friends or a job or a hobby or anything other than your gut. And then your focus is still on your hot mess gut instead of on the world. So that's, you know, not really fixing the problem. It takes more than short-lived motivation to keep you successful at change over the long term. And the fact is that most people, when you're asking the, what do I need to do question, you're going about trying to make these changes with white knuckles. You're trying to force the steering wheel over into the other lane out of sheer will even though the car is in park and actually not driving, you're getting pretty tired, pretty quick going at it like that. It's impossible to be successful at those diets whenever you're just trying to force yourself to do something. And especially, you know, going back to what I said a minute ago about you're not going to be wanting to go make changes or successful long-term at making changes. If your gut symptoms aren't causing you enough pain right now. If it feels like something you should care about, but it's not actually something you care about. It's so true, right? It's so true. If it's not something that you're deeply motivated to change, you're not going to stick with the changes. You're just not. And that's okay. And accepting that and saying it's not a priority for you is so powerful. Instead of you saying, oh, I just, I'm not good enough. I failed. I can't stick to it. I have no willpower. No, it's just not a priority for you. And that's okay. Right. It's okay. But whenever you're talking about making the biggest, longest lasting, most impactful change, it's actually coming from the inside out. And we aren't even aware of it most of the time, but it's one of the most underutilized tool when it comes to healing the gut and that's the mind. So asking yourself those really good questions of what's important to me. What would I want to do or achieve? How do I want to show up in the world by healing my gut? What would that mean? 
and stir up some motivation and excitement there. And even if you've chosen to do nothing for right now, because those symptoms feel really big, or you don't know what to do. If you start asking yourself those questions and you start to dream and you start to think about all the things that you would be able to do and say, what would it take? What would it look like? Start envisioning it. I take my clients through this process and got rehab with worksheets and really strategically placed questions. But if you start to ask yourself things like that, before long, even if right now you've chosen to do nothing before long, that inner desire is going to be so great to go live this beautiful life that you're dreaming about. You're going to take action. Even if it feels at the beginning, like something you're not wanting to do because it's too big and it's too scary. You're going to be motivated from the inside to take action. So that's the hot mess gut. You're barely surviving. You have these symptoms. The gut is taking over your life. Your chronic gut symptoms are taking over your social life, your career, your self-confidence, your impact, your ability to impact others in this world, your gifts that you've been given is taking over everything. Think about it. Think about what it's costing you for a minute. That's another good question that you can ask yourself. If you're in this space, you don't have to stay in this space. You can choose to stay in this space and that's okay, but you don't have to. And you get out of it by asking yourself some big questions, some good questions and dreaming. So I'm going to challenge you that if you're in this space right now, jot down those three options that I told you, do nothing, ask what to do, or ask some good questions. If you're going to do the latter, ask some good questions. What will it cost? It won't cost you anything, right? And I guarantee that if you start thinking about what would it take, what would it look like? You're going to feel motivated and inspired and excited about your future. And if you've had a hot mess gut for very long, it's probably been a little bit since you've been excited about what's to come in your life and feel this burning excitement inside of your heart. So that's all for right now. Make sure you check out the next episode where we're going to be going over the next stage of gut rehab, which is the root cause researcher. So whenever you come out of hot mess gut, you're going to go straight into this stage, whether you want to or not, everyone ends up here, even if it's just for a short time and it's good, get your grounding and know where you're at, but you can get stuck here. And I'm going to walk you guys through how to avoid getting stuck in this stage. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered to take bold action towards your health goals. If you enjoy what you heard, don't forget to follow my show so you never miss a new episode. And it would mean the world to me if you left me a review so others knew what to expect from my show. Last, get in touch. Let me know what bold action you're taking. Let me know how you're inspired. Follow me on Instagram at the underscore healthy gut underscore dietitian. I've put a link in my show notes for you so you can simply click and follow. Come say hi. I respond to all my messages and I can't wait to get in touch.